The word diabetes mellitus literally means sweet urine. It's actually the word fountain and the word honey. So it's a fountain of honey. Now, we define it today as excess blood serum glucose. Now, ordinarily, oh, we actually haven't done kidney function yet. We're going to do kidney function in two weeks. So I'll tell you this right now. The way your kidney works is it pushes everything out except for two things. What are those two things? Big things. What are the big molecules? Proteins and cells. Okay, so it pushes everything in the blood out except for proteins and cells, and then it pulls back the things it wants to keep. Now, your body loves glucose. It wants to keep all of its glucose. So, normally, all glucose in the proximal convoluted tubule, which I'm sure you remember what that means, and if not, you'll be reviewing it tonight for your quiz in two weeks, is reabsorbed by active transport. So, it pushes it out, the kidney pushes it out, and then pulls it back in. Now, when you've got too much blood glucose, eventually those little active transport molecules become overwhelmed, and some of it slips through. Hmm. There's a movie called Gung Ho. You might want to watch it sometime. Actually, no, not. Take this job and shove it. That's what it is. And take this job and shove it. They're at a beer factory. And they're not meeting their beer quota. You know, so they're on this, they're on this assembly line, and like each person has one job. One person puts the label, one person does this, one person does that, one person inspects it. And then when it gets to the end, you have a complete bottle of beer. But they're not meeting their quota, so they turn the machine up. They turn the speed up. And so they're going like, you know, they miss all these bottles of beer, they get to the end, and they're ruined. Well, that's kind of what happens when you have diabetes. You have so much glucose going through that those, those enzymes that are responsible for reaching in and grabbing the glucose get overwhelmed and urine, or glucose starts to slip into the urine. Sometimes we call that spilling. So if they say they're spilling glucose, that means they've got so much in their blood that it's now coming out in the urine. All right. Yes, ma'am. blood. Okay. Yeah. Resorbed means into the blood. Always. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Now. What? Very similar. It, okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> if you find it for me, I'll show it. <laughs> Protein is a whole different matter. We'll talk about that two weeks from now. We'll talk about a little bit this week, too. All right, now, blood pressure is a, is a pressure that's too high, right? Now, what's worse, to have a blood pressure that's 5 millimeters high or to have a blood pressure that's 100 millimeters high? 100. What's worse, 25 millimeters high or 70 millimeters high? Okay, what's worse, to have a blood sugar that's 5 
milligrams high or 10 milligrams high? What's worse, to have something that's 50 or 200? 200. So it's what we call is a disease of degree. The higher it is, the worse off the person is. So when we talk about normal blood glucose and high blood glucose, they're kind of relative terms. All right, what is glucose? Okay, very good. So what does it look like? What's its general shape? Okay, it's a hexagon, so it's a ring. Um, it's used as an energy source by most of our body's cells. It's used exclusively by some cells. For example, the brain. Your muscle cells can run off of either fat or glucose. Your brain only runs off glucose. Um, it's absorbed in the GI tract. It's transported in the blood. And it's stored in the liver and skeletal muscles as something called glycogen. So what is glycogen? Okay, it's a storage form, yes. But what is it? It is a starch. It's also sometimes called a polymer. What's a polymer? Okay, it's a big molecule made out of a whole bunch of the exact same smaller molecule. So in this case, what would the smaller molecule be? Glucose. And if you break this down, glyco means glucose or sugar, gen means creates or generates. So glycogen creates glucose and is stored in your and. By the way, how many of you here are runners? Any of you ever run so far that you hit the wall? All the time? Okay, when you hit the wall, what you've done is you've depleted your skeletal muscles glycogen stores. And you've also depleted your liver's glycogen stores. And now, the, glu the glucose in your body is being used by your brain, so your muscles are only burning fat. And when you hit the wall, it's just like you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't take another step. So that's what's happening there. For those of you who don't exercise, <laughs> you can just imagine it. <laughs> All right. Now, Blood sugar levels are under several hormonal controls. There's two major hormones that are in charge of raising blood glucose levels. What are they? No, raising blood sugar levels. Glucagon and? It was on your quiz. Sometimes it's under the class of glucocorticoid. Cortisol. So glucagon and cortisol are responsible for? Raising blood sugar. Where are the two places, okay, three places that we ordinarily get blood sugar from? What did you guys do just a 30 to minutes? You ate. So one is from eating. Where's the other source of blood sugar? What was our storage form called? Glycogen. Where's glycogen stored? Liver and muscles. Now, muscle doesn't give theirs up. So what gives theirs up? The liver. So the other one is liver. And now there's one more place. When you eat too much of something, we store that energy for long-term storage in 
fat. So we can actually break down fat and use it to make sugar. What's that process called? No. Gluconeogenesis. So gluco for sugar, neo for new, and genesis for create. Create new sugar out of fat. So those are the three places we get the blood sugar from. Now, as to go into the blood. So if we want to raise blood sugar levels, we get it from our food, from our liver, and from fat. Yes, ma'am. Lipolysis is the breakdown of fat. Before you can gluconeogenesis, you have to lipolysis. Glycolysis is the breakdown of sugar for use as producing energy. Okay. All right, now, most of your body cells cannot just say, hmm, I'd like to have that blood sugar and use it. They have to be told by the body, okay, now use it. So or for most cells, most cells can't just take in sugar. They have to be told to by a hormone. And what's that hormone? Insulin. So, um, hmm. All right, so what's this right here? It's a cell, you're right. Now, what's this on the surface right there? It is a receptor, and this particular receptor then has something else attached to it. What would that be called? See if you guys remember your... Okay, so you have a receptor that's coupled to a G protein. Hmm, you guys remember that? You, know, you did have it in AMP too. So... A water-soluble hormone attaches to a receptor. It causes a change in G protein, which produces cyclic AMP, which then causes a change in an existing protein. Now, in the case of insulin, that existing protein is a transport mechanism. Okay, so you can think of it as kind of like the blood sugar goes and sits in an elevator and goes, come on. Come on, I want to come, in, let me inside the cell. But no matter how much it yells, no matter how much glucose goes into that elevator, nothing happens. Until insulin comes along and presses the button. Beep. When it presses the button, the elevator pulls the, um, pulls the glucose in. Okay. So how many of you have ever gone to the ER? Okay. Nowadays, when you go to the ER, there's like this little tele, it's like a little bank teller office, you know, and they're like, what can I help you, please? And then if they think that they want to let you in, they buzz you in. Like, okay. So, so you, go, you don't get to go into the ER anymore until you are buzzed in, until you're invited in. It's kind of like that with insulin. Insulin wants to get, or so glucose wants to get in, but it can't get in until the insulin tells the cell to to let it in. So it's just floating around in the bloodstream, bouncing off of cells, you know, diffusing in and out of the blood itself into the interstitial tissue until insulin tells the cell, let it in. Now, that's how most of our cells work. There's a few cells, such as the brain, that do not require insulin. They have an open-door policy. Sugar, come on in. All right, now let's talk about insulin itself. It is a hormone released by the 
beta cells. It's required by most of your body cells to let sugar into it. Now, it does more than just sugar, though. It also tells your skeletal muscles to store glucose as glycogen. It also tells your adipose tissue to stop release of fatty acids. What? Wait, wait, hold, don't let go of those fatty acids. We need that long-term storage. We got plenty of sugar around, which is why when you eat high-sugar diets, it actually promotes fat growth. And it tells the liver, stop gluconeogenesis and start producing both glycogen and fat. So it's what, in terms of metabolism, what would... Hormone, what type of hormone would that be considered? Anabolic or catabolic? Anabolic. What, is, what does catabolic mean? Breakdown. Breaks down stuff. Does that look like breakdown to you? No. So it would be considered anabolic. Store glucose as glycogen. Make glycogen. Don't release fat. Store fat. Make, glucogen, make glycogen. Make fat. So... It builds your body up, but what type of tissue is it building? Fatty tissue and glycogen storage. Got it? Okay. Now, we already talked about glucagon. Glucagon motivates adipose cells to release fatty acids. It signals your liver to be, that should be begin. Gluconeogenesis, and it also makes you hungry. So, glucagon, glucagon influences all of the three places that we can get glucose from to raise the blood sugar level. Epinephrine causes the release of glycogen. Because you're gearing up for fight or flight, you're going to need energy, right? So it's kind of like giving you an, inner, an artificial energy drink. Except instead of coming from your gut, it's coming from your liver. Cortisol, or epinephrine also causes cortisol to be released. Cortisol causes glucose secretion and hunger. It also makes food taste better. Um, and then growth hormone. Growth hormone causes causes uh, glucose secretion to occur. Um, insulin and growth hormone are very closely related in structure. And so if you have an insulin baby, like a mother who has diabetes who's taking insulin, the insulin will actually act in the fetus to make that kid ginormous. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hang on. Okay. So this is, yeah, little things hanging off. What's that? That's our glucose. Now, because that takes a while to draw, I'm going to make it look like this instead. All right. So if we take a whole bunch of glucoses, and we stick them together in these branching formations. That's a starch called glycogen. Okay. Now, 
What two, what two organs make glycogen? Liver and skeletal muscle. Now, your liver can also take this thing and transform it into something that looks like That looks like this. What's that? Well, each one of these chains is a fatty acid, carbon, 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 carbon. And then it's connected at the end by a, by a glycerol molecule. So all together, this is called a triglyceride. And it is the storage form of fat. Right. So now, glucagon is a hormone. What glucagon does is it tells fat cells, release this stuff and give it to the liver so it can make more glucose. It also tells the liver to start breaking these little guys apart and then release them as glucose. And it also makes you hungry. Insulin does the opposite. Insulin tells your liver, take these glucoses and make them into glycogen. And take the excess glucose and make them into this. And then it tells your fat cells, don't release any fatty acids. You're going to be getting more. We've got enough to go around. Right. So insulin lowers blood sugar and increases storage of energy. Glucagon does the opposite. Does that make sense? Are you with me, Kelly? Okay. Okay. Now there's now we now we get to talk about diabetes itself. So what was the definition of diabetes again? <laughs> no, that's what it means in Latin. Excess blood serum levels. Now, just uh, diabetes is actually a group of diseases. Anytime blood, blood sugar level, fasting blood sugar level, goes above a certain level, that's going to be considered diabetes. And it's a group of related diseases. The two main ones that we're going to talk about are type 1 and type 2. Then there's some others. If it happens during uh, pregnancy, we call it gestational diabetes. If the mother delivers and goes back to normal, we continue to call it gestational diabetes. If it doesn't go away when she gives birth, then we call it type 2. And then there's some additional ones here. I just want you to notice this one, iatrogenic right here. What does the word iatrogenic means? mean? No, that's idiopathic. Caused by medical treatment. So, and then steroids, what kinds of steroids? Glucocorticoids. So long-term steroid use can actually cause artificial diabetes. Notice this one right here, Cushing syndrome. What is Cushing syndrome? Well, that, those are the 
those are, um, what do you call it? Signs of Cushing syndrome, but what is Cushing syndrome? Too much what? Not T4. Nope. Wrong, wrong endocrine organ. Too much cortisol. Now, if it's, if it's your own body producing the cortisol, we call it Cushing's disease. If we're giving artificial cortisol, then we call it Cushing's syndrome. All right. So now back to type 1 and type 2, because that's all we're going to talk about these, these other types. Type 1 is caused by beta cell destruction. So your body will actually destroy its own beta cells. It's an immune-mediated process, and it's usually a type 2 reaction. So what does that mean? Nope. Nope, that's type 4. Cytotoxic, but what does that mean? They all are the immune system, but what aspect of the immune system? What is cytotoxic? Okay, it does kill the cell, but how? Nope. T cells and macrophages is cell mediated. That's 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 type four. All right. What's what's anaphylactic? Type 1, mediated by IgE and mast cells and eosinophils. What's type 3? No. Immune complex. An antibody and an antigen get together, float somewhere else, and cause collateral damage. What's type 4? Cell mediated, which is T cells and macrophage. What's the one thing we've left out? Type 2, cytotoxic. When you, get, when you get an immunization, what's the purpose of the immunization? Antibodies. So, in type 1, your body produces antibodies against your own pancreas, or your own beta cells in the pancreas and destroys them. It's mostly idiopathic, which means we don't really know what causes it. We do know that it does tend to run in families and that we've identified some genes that are associated with it. But there's no one, here's a gene, if you have it, you're going to have diabetes. No, it's not like Huntington's. It is multifactorial. 